Welcome to the Book of Caleb, a space where you can say what you're really thinking. I'm your host, Lauren Caleb. Join me as I discuss how to manage and rationalize all of the things in a distracting world. From current happenings to wellness, beauty, diet, family, home, and more, laugh and learn something too. This is the Book of Caleb. Exhaustion. Dark circles under your eyes. Not confident in yourself. Endless loads of laundry. Forever. Um, These are the joys of parenthood that I can only recommend to the entire world. Um, The episode of this podcast is titled, Are You a Good Parent? And the great thing about it is that within an hour, you're going to be able to figure out if you are or not, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. I hope you find value in this episode and enjoy. Are you a good parent? Well, let's get this started here. Uh, Subject of this podcast is, are you a good parent? Um, I was thinking about this because... A lot of us are at home more or at home with the family or at home with a partner, at home with kids, or, you know, this will be relevant to you even if you don't have kids. Um, I know the subject is called, are you a good parent? So uh, hopefully the points that we hit on today will either you'll relate to because you have children or you won't want to have children anymore or you will want to have children. It could go in either direction, but um, that is our subject. So um, I have a special guest with me today, um, dad of the year, Mm -hmm. Mm self-proclaimed Michael Caleb here. Welcome to the show, Michael. Ah, Thanks again for having me. It's It's a great pleasure to be here, and yes, I've actually won that award, Dad of the Year, I think I want to say five or six times now, running, so yeah, it's just uh, something I do and something I'm proud to to claim. Now, Dad of the Year, who uh, is the judge or who votes? How does that... It's pretty much, well, so it's kind of the same cast of characters. It's pretty much everyone I know um, in my life who is a dad, in addition to myself, and then just kind of judging them all and kind of how I see how they're, they are as dads and knowing how I am as a dad. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying they're bad dads, but I'm just saying comparatively, I ended up, I ended up winning the award every year. So that's is, all I can say. Is it just people you know or it's also technically like people you don't know? Like is Brad Pitt in that category as well? Brad Pitt's in the category. Um, that's laughable that... <laughs> to think brad pitt would uh you know he's got six kids yeah he's got six kids and all the time on set and location and gallivanting around the world yeah he's not spending a lot of time with them so that's where i'm able to kind of pull different judgments from just kind of make made up but yeah Um, but you've won dad of the year probably unanimously and consecutively yeah like six years because drake's (laughs) five and then Cortland's won. So I think I have six different awards because I've won it for Drake and Cortland this last year. Wow. But yeah, it's like five years running. That's great. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Like, you. Way to credentialize yourself for this episode. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you coming on, taking the time. Um, I will eventually have 
different guests, but because of social distancing and the fact that I would rather interview somebody in person versus like Skyping or Zooming or what are the other ones? Those are the big ones. Is Slack, does Slack have one or is that a workflow thing? Anyway, I do not want to, I, I don't like it when I watch or listen to podcasts and like you can tell that's like, thanks for coming on and like the person's like over the computer. Yeah, we're face to face, like, like we're about six feet apart. Yeah. Well, oh, we have to be six mm, feet apart. That's the rule, but yeah. That's the rule. So, good. So, are you a good parent? Um, it's funny because I used to be like maturity level, right? We all go through these like stages. Totally was the type growing up, didn't like baby dolls. I like Barbie dolls, but I wasn't like, I didn't like baby dolls that you would like feed with bottles and change their diapers and stuff. Um, teenage years, which I think is a normal thought process personally, is I'm like, I don't know if I want to have kids. I might never have kids. No, that sounds awful to me. So, um, that, but you know, you can have people like, yeah, I want kids when I'm older, you know, that thought process too, as a teenager. But I was the teen. I was like, I don't even know if I ever want to have kids. Like I honestly can't picture it. Um, but that changed when surprise I was married at the time to my husband, Michael, and we had a surprise pregnancy, I guess. How would you describe that? Well, we had been we had been married for like five months, but I thought we wanted to at least put it off for... A year. Oh, I thought it would be longer than that, but yeah, it was a big surprise because when you told me, I was still like, whoa, nope, <laughs> I wasn't ready. Right. But again... You just start being, being ready. No one's really ready. It just happens and they go. Yeah, yeah. You start planning as soon as you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of the mindset that we went along with. I was, and... I was a bit, bit in shock there for sure. So you probably really had to been. But when you said you were pregnant, I yeah, yeah, I was in shock. But you know, it's happening. Like it, that's fine. And it like the way it happened for us is meant to be. I feel like if I like completely controlled the situation and was like, nope, we're gonna wait till we're ready. Type like we, you're never gonna be ready. No. Lesson number one: you're never going to be one hundred percent ready to have kids. Mm-hmm. So, um, don't worry about it if it feels like oops, too soon or something. Like you're just. If you truly had 100% control over that, like, we would still not have kids. Because we'd be like, nope, I want to do this. I want to go on this trip. I want to have this in the bank. I want to have this accomplished in my career. Or just what you keep making up excuses, Mm -hmm. essentially. And um, the older you get, the harder it is, is the other thing that I can say after having now like physically yeah physically yeah sure physically and it's exhausting and gosh doesn't this sound fun especially if you don't have kids like it's uh, we're already about, like hardly into this and like it's exhausting but think about if you would have had it because you were 28 and i was 30 when we had drake we'll backtrack 10 years what if you would have been like 18 and i was 20 there's just no way you're not even the same person then right there's no way you're mature enough um and obviously people have kids that young and I'm just thinking, wow, that's not great for them or especially the kid. I guess, yeah, it depends on like the maturity level and stuff. But yeah, I would be completely awful as an 18 year old parent. In oh, my, brutal. Yeah. yeah. And but you you would grow up a lot, too. You have to. Presumably. 
and hopefully it helps. So, so it's interesting, right? So, um, anyway, you can have a kid at any time in theory is if you're lucky enough, you're fertile. Okay. So, and let's say you have your kid at the hospital. Well, it's interesting to me or fascinating, right? Like I felt like I didn't know what I was doing at all. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. Like a lot of people say that, like you just, you don't know what you're doing. Right, you just kind of no, like live yeah. it. Like you can ask for like all the advice. You can read all these some books. Classes and yeah, you can read all these books, but um, you're just you still aren't prepared until you're like living it, right? So you, the interesting thing though is like no one asks you or makes you take a test when you're at the hospital. Like you're just sent home with this child that's yours, which is fine, but. Like, you could be the worst parent in the world, or you could be the best parent in the world. It doesn't matter. It's, like, up to, like, no one's, like, obligation to, like, make sure that that is the case or not. You just get to take home the kid. No questions asked. That's the most difficult job you'll have and the most um, important job one can have. But, yeah, pretty much anyone can do it. There's no actual real qualifications. Right. And so they sent us home with our child, which, like, we didn't even have, like, the car seat set up correctly. Do you remember that with Drake? Like, the nurse had to, like, readjust the straps. Yeah, I remember her helping us out. <laughs> and I'm kind of standing there, oh, sure, yep, okay. We had it, like, set up for, like, a, a Barbie doll <laughs> yeah. size for the infant car seat. Because I just, like, had it ready to go with, like, the way it came out of the box. You know? And I'm just like, oh, it's on, like, setting one. Obviously, that's going to fit, like, a newborn baby, right? Well, like, that first setting is, like, preemie or... I, I, it's, I swear, like, even a preemie wouldn't fit into, like, the first strap setting. I don't really remember that. Yeah. You don't remember that? Oh, my gosh. I, I totally do. We had to, like, redo the whole car seat before we could leave. I remember the drive yeah. home was high anxiety, high stress. Right. And nothing even, like, happened. No. But it's just, like, that was, like, our first time alone mm -hmm. in the car with our son. And I was just, like, freaking out. Like, not, um, like, you couldn't, it's not like I was, like, breathing hard or something. Yeah. But, like. Mentally. You, yeah. You were just, like, is he going to start crying? Like, what's going to happen? Like, we haven't even made it home yet. And you could, like, feel the tension or anxiety in the car. Like, it was, like, up in my throat and. I had like a normal pregnancy, delivery, everything, and still that level mm -hmm. of anxiety and stress was there. So I can't even imagine having hiccups or, you know, anything like that that is an extra layer. Of an extra stress. layer of yeah. stress, right? You have oh. your baby too early or like the labor, like any difficulties whatsoever. Mm -hmm. We are lucky we didn't have any of that. Still, the anxiety and like stress is there because you're just like, don't know what you're doing and no. there, there's no like coach there to like hold your hand and say okay well this is what you do right yeah luckily babies are uh they're resilient and they kind of work with you and you figure each other out right it's all good so um yeah you literally ad hoc to figure out or like improv it as you go didn't i didn't even like check to make sure ad hoc was like i don't know that word <laughs> ad 
space H O C. I swear it means that it's like improv or just like add. Make it up as you go. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, there's like no method or madness to it. Okay, so raising a baby the first year, right? Tell me what you remember. What, like, your, like, level of exhaustion. I think it was high levels of exhaustion, yeah, like I never had before. Um, And just not really being confident in what I was even doing when it came to changing a diaper or trying to soothe the baby. You remember me trying to, like, whenever I would have them or try to soothe them or even give them a bottle it was strange yeah it was and awkward i'd always end up him having to fall asleep on my chest in whatever odd position <laughs> um yeah it was uh it was interesting yeah like your confidence level just like isn't there because no, again yeah. it's like you just do not know what you're doing so i didn't have it really any experience baby experience prior to that right like i wasn't interested in babies or kids really at all <laughs> And which is hilarious, right? Like you have zero hours put into like with raising another kid or anything like that or helping out, right? But then you like have your own and can take it home from the hospital. Yeah, it's messed up, really. But <laughs> yeah. but that's like that's the way. way it is. It's yeah. it's fine, obviously. But just to like think of it at that level, right? Oh, like yeah. you, all of a sudden, okay, you're a parent. Here you go. Here's a human being. It's not like a puppy. Even if you've never had experience having a dog before, like, you could go adopt one at the Animal Rescue League. Mm-hmm. And so would you be a good dog parent? Well, I, I was to Buffy. I think we talked about her last podcast, but... We can did not bring up Buffy anymore. <laughs> My gosh. I had her as a puppy. Raising Puffy is difficult enough, but humans just, yeah, like 20 puppies. Do you think that you should be qualified, though, to, like, raise a oh. dog or a human? you should be but how what's the process what's the testing behind that and, you know no th- yeah. there wouldn't actually be one michael but but, but yeah you should be <laughs> yes. unfortunately you can't though fall through on that There's no, no way to govern that yeah. okay oh so what's crazy too about like newborns or just like babies in general is like all the like apparatuses and gadgets and gadgets that you can get and all the things like people recommend to you and stuff but you get all of them because your friend's like oh i swear by this and another friend is like oh i swear by that um try this but really at the end of the day you still just like your baby is like unique anyway and so you just like figure it out right like one baby you could have two kids and one baby could love the binky and the other one hates it one baby could love swaddling and the other one hates it and so you just there is no like magic formula or apparatus or thing that works for all kids and you literally just have to like figure it out and i swear too with like different things like rockers or like sleep machines or sound machines and stuff it's like people um don't have something and they're like oh my baby's really fussy and a friend recommends well try this i swear by this they get that thing and then the baby like isn't fussy for that one night and then they're like hooked on it thinking like that is like the difference Mm. when really it's like 
your baby's going to be like fussy some nights and perfect the other nights. And like, I guarantee you it's probably not just like the one thing that like changed it. It's just kind of like those two things happened together where your baby like slept more one night mm-hmm. and you had introduced the the shh machine or something like that like or you you change something and then you think that that was the reason why the baby slept more babies are crazy they're nuts i think <laughs> they like to mess with you a lot and uh you know we're always thinking like what what's Cortland thinking right now what's he doing what does he think of us they think we're a bunch of idiots but yeah babies are just wild man but routine is recommended yes there should be a routine going on especially when it comes to sleeping and feeding obviously exactly and just like commit to that too like what a difference it has been to have our first baby versus our like second baby like we had like what i don't know like we had a routine with drake but it was more like not according to what drake maybe been like communicating with us it was more of like i thought like okay it's been x amount of hours and so then he needs to take a nap it's been he needs to go to bed at seven o'clock like we had like these like times or i had like a time and like schedule that i was like set to versus like okay well every night he act starts acting tired at 5 30 well then put him to bed at six o'clock don't try and like stretch it out because like you think like no the baby goes to bed at seven mm-hmm. you know um so with like Cortland, he is over one now and has always we've put him to bed at six o'clock because he's like you just like with your second one like i just like recognize those cues mm-hmm. more and right. i'm like oh I was an idiot with Drake, like, thinking, like, the witching hour is, like, what they call it. Like, the last, like, hour or hour and a half that your baby's awake and they seem extra fussy. Yeah, if you are experiencing the witching hour, that means that you need to just put the baby... Yeah, yeah, put the baby to bed. I wish I would have, like, known that with Drake because Mm -hmm. I feel like it was, again, next level stress. Mm -hmm. Like, and he wasn't, like, super... um, like hysterical or anything but just fussy, fussy yeah. for an hour dealing that for that with an hour mm-hmm. I and mean, you're just like all you're doing is like looking at the clock and hoping that it's seven o'clock because then it's time for bed yeah that was so dumb that was dumb <laughs> like, but i was letting you i was just kind of following your lead so <laughs> Kids, looking back on it maybe i should have been the one to control the situation <sighs> right because you're dad of the year where I was know. my dad of the year i know shoot that's okay um Another thing, too, with, uh, like, raising a newborn in the first year is, uh, like, if you option to, like, do breastfeeding or if you want to do formula. And I don't know, like, the whole experience for that with me, I didn't give, neither of my kids have ever had formula. Um, I've breastfed and pumped the whole time for over a year. Which I appreciate that. That's a lot of work. Good (laughs) job, mom. See, where's my mom of the year, my self-proclaimed mom of the year? You're running around a couple times, and so um, I bring this up because, right, the subject is, are you a good parent? There's a lot of, like, uh, you know, talk around what is best. Breast is best. Um, the new, like, slogan, though, for, like, the past two years or maybe, like, under two years is fed is best. They're changing, like, breast is best. Is it breast is best? I looked this up. Yes, it's called breast is best. That was like a campaign, a national health campaign that started in 1991. I did Google this to encourage breastfeeding. 
but like over time breast is best huh okay yes boobs are fun is that one (laughs) that is a different campaign i'm gonna start that when you're older okay sorry um but breast is best and i swear like i remember before like i i don't know i must have been like a teenager even younger than that i swear i would like see like formula commercials and one brand definitely like said that slogan like breast is best but if you can't like breastfeed then you should use our formula our formula and i like i tried to like find that today on google too and i couldn't find the like campaign that this specific brand used which i don't remember like which brand it was but i know i know that like i've like heard that before in conjunction with like a company that was like selling formula okay so a couple things that i want to like highlight or talk about that with like the breastfeeding culture or formula culture i don't know if it's like a culture but just like the perception of it or like people say like they feel shamed or bad if they give their kids formula like there's the like breastfeeding advocates and that they somehow feel like bad or they about like giving their kids formula so where like what where is that like coming from is that like hardcore like who are these people that are like <clears throat> shaming you for giving your kid formula like does that actually exist like it didn't happen to me but i like i don't know like I don't think it would have happened to me if I gave my kid formula. I don't think anyone would, like, come up to me and be like, why are you giving your kid formula? No, I haven't seen that. No. But so then what is, then what is the, like, where is that, like, shaming come from, coming from? I'm not sure. I mean, when it comes to, so you're healthy. You didn't have any, you know, real struggles with the baby or with producing milk. Um so it just made sense to us like why wouldn't we just do milk since every everyone's on board mom and baby now it seemed like a lot of work for you you work full-time you're pumping at work i could see how some people to just purely for convenience um would choose to do formula um because it it wasn't easy and you know i it's a pain in the ass i have no idea what it's like when it comes just to me looking at the two it just Breast milk makes a hundred percent. If you have the option, if both are on the table, why wouldn't you do breast milk? It's obviously not processed. It's actually real food. Um, I know the nutrients are comparable in both, but I also know there's you're getting extra antibodies and valuable stuff from from the breast breast milk. So, if you can choose, do breast milk. But with the breast milk comes a lot of work for the mom, so it's easier easy for me to say that. Um, It really is just, yeah, like, just to be transparent about it. It's not, like, easy, but it's just, like, something that I, like, just did is the only way I can explain it is, like, or if, like, people, like, ask me about, like, what was that like? Like, what do you think? I don't know. It's, like, no, it's not. Raising a child just isn't easy Mm -hmm. anyway. And so it's just, like, it's just, like, part of the process or the the grind, Mm -hmm. I guess. And so... Yeah, it was just, like, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. My, like, um, aha moment, though, with it, like, I wasn't, like, when I had my first kid, I wasn't, like, 
an advocate or something for breastfeeding. No. I wasn't like, I'm only going to breastfeed formula. I'm anti-formula. Like there was nothing like mindset like that. I was just getting like, like I said, you don't know what you're doing or I felt like I didn't know what I was doing at all. And so I feel like I was literally just like going through the motions of like breastfeeding mm-hmm. and you have like your first appointment with your doctor, like first checkup appointment, like within three days of after like going home. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember our pediatrician sent us home with formula. Like here, just in case your supplies mm-hmm. down, you know, how's breastfeeding going? Okay, great. Good. Um, here's some formula just in case. Like they always have freebies mm-hmm. to like send home with you. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like didn't think anything about that necessarily. But when like later that night or the next day i'm like texting one of my friends who has kids and i asked her like so did you like give your kids like formula like our doctor like gave us formula am i supposed to be giving that them too or like what is the deal Mm. and she's like no i never gave my kids formula and i was Mm. like oh like i just like i didn't even like i'm glad glad you asked her good advice (laughs) well or it was just like a more like realization like oh i don't have to to or it's like not part of it like i grew up with formula like my parents gave me formula i don't recall this but like i know that like my mom did Mm -hmm. right and so like it it's not like abnormal to me or something anyway and so then i was just like oh when am i like supposed to give my kid formula was like really like the question i was like asking my friend assuming that she did with hers and she's like i think in my head a good mom and so i'm just like whatever i'll just do what she does (laughs) (laughs) this is this is why this is such a good subject like are you a good parent like your parenting just like it just comes from you make it up as you go Mm -hmm. so is that good parenting i don't know i hope so i mean i feel like our kids are are good knock on wood they've both (laughs) been very healthy and when i so i i started to get into it a little bit more i was clueless about breastfeeding formula blah 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 and it might be again if you get on the internet and you're looking for something whatever you want to look for you can phrase the question and you're going to get reinforced with that stuff yeah so, you can reaffirm so you know so i started googling you know is so breast milk is better than formula and you throw that in and then yeah you get all of this stuff they're going to get you know less ear infections less of this less of that less likely to there's no 100 percent for anything yeah so then i started reading that I'm like oh yeah you're doing we're doing the right thing for sure um you know let's make sure he never adds any formula ever either one um but then plenty of my friends you know i think i don't know for sure sure i don't ask that much questions in regards to that guys just don't do that i don't think but uh i'm sure they formula feed and breastfeed maybe they mix it up between the two now i know there's a lot of other ways to do it do you think that that's a sensitive subject to or sensitive question to ask for 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 females it is for sure yeah i would think so yeah um why is that why can't i ask and like not worry about being offended like do you feed your kid formula do you do you breastfeed do you bottle feed like pump like, yeah, don't I, you I think don't I should be able to ask that and not offend anyone or, like, them think that I'm judging them? Um, I don't know, because for some reason, I think, and I'm just being honest, when I do see kids that are formula-fed, I kind of feel a little bit bad for the kid. Like, I I wish they were getting breast milk. I just think breast milk's healthier. Kind of like I'm a low-carb diet guy, so I'm just biased to that. When I see people that aren't that sort of diet i I kind of feel bad for them because they they're kind of missing out so that's that's how i take it i don't know if that's judging or what that is it's okay so 
Yes, you're judging. But okay. <laughs> no, but okay, so like the theory. I always go back to theory of why this like judgment thing or dynamic exists between the two. In theory, right, breast milk would be better. In like the per- perfect like circumstance, right? There's okay, so I found this like line this online. When did so formula? I don't know if this is like reaffirming it okay. or whatever, but Formula is vi- is a viable alternative that provides all the critical nutrients, mm-hmm. but it cannot it cannot match some of the health properties found in mother's milk. So okay. that that is true. We all like know that I, mm-hmm. not a nurse, not a lactation consultant. Disclaimer: normal person, but like that like theory is fact mm-hmm. that really that formula cannot match some of the health properties found in mother's milk. So oh. mother's milk's always going to trump yeah. formula in theory until that we could recreate formula to exactly match. When was formula created? 40, 50, 60 years ago? I don't know. Technically, like in the 1800s, the, late 1800s. Oh, really? Oh, that long? okay. Well, the thousands and thousands of years before, there was no such thing as formula. We became humans and have, you know, thrived as humans off of breast milk. Um, so I don't know. There's, it's kind of a no brainer to me. Now I know there's people, especially if you adopt or if you're foster, you know, breastfeeding is not an option. So formula is like a necessary thing that was made in those situations. I think the majority of people are probably healthy enough. If you're healthy enough to have a healthy child, you can probably produce milk, enough milk to support your kid without giving it formula. I know there's certain issues, you know, it could be like work yeah, your yeah. own health. Like, I don't think, like, some people's, like, w- you have to go back to work in four weeks and you work a job that's, like, not allowing you to go pump every three hours. Mm-hmm. Like, that's okay. not unlikely. And so it wouldn't be possible to pump. Okay, and- yeah, there's certain situations, yeah. I think I would think more often than not, like, more than 50% of moms should be able to, I would think breastfeed but maybe they choose not to just because it's more work yeah and then that's their choice and formula has all the critical nutrients as as you say so okay and so is that fine well it it's fine yeah it's fine not everyone parents the same way so there's many different roads if you just look at our parents you and me kind of had you know similar very similar upbringings i think but our parents can be look at my dad compared to your dad and then your mom compared to my mom i'm not the personality wise and just the way they probably raised us but we both had very lucky and you know good upbringings and here we are trying to do do what we do and that our parenting styles probably influence heavily on the way you know we were raised as well yeah that goes without saying well, interesting. I just, yeah. I like bringing up because like there's this, I don't know, perception or shaming with it on both sides or even people like, oh my God, the most like toxic thing in a way to like get on is like sometimes these like Facebook groups for like moms and yeah. you read some of the posts and you're like, oh my God, well, I'm not that yeah off or something with my thoughts or just like my family or something like they'll like say i want to breastfeed my child but like my uncle 
you know, told me to get out of the room or like, it's like they have like a family member who's like against breastfeeding and makes them feel bad. And then they like go on their Facebook group and like complain about it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of different strange situations out there for sure. Exactly. And so you're, and you're not a bad, if you formula feed, you're not a bad parent. I'm not saying that whatsoever. No. Um, so yeah, there shouldn't be shaming involved. You shouldn't be embarrassed. And no, yeah, just love your kid and you know do the best you can every day. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. It's just interesting that that like exists. Like I just, for me, I'm like I don't care. No. <laughs> like what? I, I so, care a little bit, but yeah, I know you're saying. Yeah, I know what you do. I okay. So then the other like, which is the, funny because I'm a man and know nothing about what it's like to actually have to pump three, four, five, six. So it's like I said, very easy. Yeah. For me to sit here and say the stuff that I'm saying. And it's like, I should be, because of like my experience, I've never fed my kids formula, but it's not because I was like against it. It just literally like happened that way where I just never bought it. And then I had enough milk to give my child and mm. I was like bite, biting the bullet or whatever, like just dealing with like the inconvenience in a sense to mm-hmm. like pump. But it's like inconvenient in the sense like it's inconvenient that I don't know, I have to go to the bathroom a few times a day. Like I'm still going to go and do it. Mm-hmm. Get a shower and, you know, <laughs> and shower. groom yourself. Yeah, you have to just do things. It's just like part, I have to, you know, attend to my child because I'm their parent and so it's just mm-hmm. it was like pumping was like part of the process it's just gosh and like part like the four to like six month range before they're like on solids really or you're feeding them solids and you're just I just yeah. feel like you're just like this like pump machine like I had because I was like working full-time it's easy it was easier for me to pump just all the time versus like breastfeed them in the morning and then pump I don't know. It's just like mm-hmm. an easier process of like supply and stuff. But okay, so this another thing to come back to. Are you a good parent? What's hilarious about from my experience personally, why did I honestly like at the end of the day breastfeed pump is because I swear I like don't know how else to soothe a child. I'm not that good of a like soother. Like hand me a cry hand me my crying baby and I'm like, okay, here's my boob. Mm-hmm. You're fine. But hand me another crying baby, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, give it to the mom. Give it to the mom. You know? That's usually what they want is the mom. <laughs> so, so then I'm right, yeah, right? Okay. Like, they don't want me. Why are you still crying? Like, give mm-hmm. it back to the mom. But I just, that was, like, the nice part about it for me. Like, I know how to, like, my, it's not, like, my last resort, but it's, like, my last and first resort, and it always works. Last night. <laughs> right. There's Cortland in bed with us at whatever time it is, two in the morning. You now he was having a rough night. He sleeps through the night now about 50, 60% of the time. But when he's having a rough night, like last night, yeah, he brought him into bed and yeah, he just hops on the teat, calms him down. And he goes back to sleep. Out for the rest of the night. Yeah. Like, I, like, I don't want to stand around and rock you and do all this, like, jazz. Like, no, That's it's just easier. That's what I do when I go in there. When it's my turn or whatever, when I go in there, I'm in there for about 15 minutes doing this rocking and... <sighs> bouncing stuff and, and who wants to do that at three in the morning and then i'm wide awake for the next <laughs> hour yeah it's awful yeah. and so yeah it's like that's my that's the best part about it for me anyway if i'm like recommending it i'm like well technically it's like you're just this binky and um it worked for me for both kids and my, both my kids were like i like if you're wanting to to like 
hone in or take advantage of the way babies like to be soothed and you're going to like this more like primitive level right like the swaddling you know they recommend like swaddling your baby because it makes them feel like they're in the womb breastfeeding is also in that category um because it just it soothes them the sucking soothes them just like you know a binky does too and so it's all part of that like process like I still, so Cortland's one now, still carry him around in the baby carrier because it's, like, easy. Like, they like to be carried. They like to be your little kangaroo, Mm -hmm. your Joey, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And, yeah, I carried around in the baby carrier for over an hour today while I was vacuuming the house, and he didn't fuss once. Like, they legitimately like to be, like, close to their caregiver the mama mm-hmm. so you had mentioned you said sleeping through the night which like brings up or like makes me think of just like oh my god like for first kid i hope Cortland's sleeping right now we shut our door so. <laughs> he's fine okay <laughs> um the like whole idea of sleeping through the night and that is like toxic or something for anyone to like think that that's like possible if people have kids or claim that their kids sleep through the night I don't know if I honestly believe them or if that's used, like, loosely. Like, Corlin sleeps through the night sometimes, like, but not seven nights a week. No. No. Um, But he goes to bed at 6, and Mm -hmm. if he wakes up at 6 o'clock, 6 a.m. or beyond, that's sleeping through the night. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, But it's just not guaranteed. And I wouldn't, like, guarantee it for the first two years. If your kid's waking up, though, like, three times a night, like, after one, I would say, yeah, there's more, like, something else is there to where they're, like, more fussy or something, right? For sure. Yeah, that's not good. You don't want that. But before the first year, if they wake up four times a night the whole time for all year, that's awful. That sucks. But that's not abnormal. No, it's not. Um we didn't experience it to that extreme, but I not, I don't think that that would be like an extreme because it's just like, whatever, they're a newborn Mm -hmm. and they're not like, you can't like set this like expectation, like, gosh, my kid's four months and he's not sleeping through the night. What Mm -hmm. am I doing wrong? Nothing. He's just not going to sleep through the night. It's a a baby. Like I said, they're crazy. They're nuts. Do whatever they want. They're baby. And like some are hungry or like more than others. And Mm -hmm. especially my, yeah, the first six months when they're still, formula or breastfed exclusively like how could you expect your kid to sleep through the night like they should be like eating every three to four hours Mm -hmm. depending on how many months they are but that's not like uncommon for them to like want or like be hungry in the middle of the night and then they're gonna wake up so um i remember like feeling more like conscious of that with drake like he didn't sleep through the night or he's still not sleeping through the night i would say like he's still not sleeping through the night he's like five months old like i had not like an expectation that he would but i thought like well other people like say that their kid does so like Mm -hmm. it's possible with drake right i would like think it like that and like no it's not possible with any kid it just either is going to happen for you or it won't yeah a lot of that stuff with drake the first time you're just more insecure about everything right and like with us drake didn't walk until nothing wrong with him mentally physically whatever he just did not feel like walking he did a weird scooting thing he never crawled he didn't walk until it was almost 20 months yeah almost 20 months <laughs> um and that's just what you know 
he decided to do. Apparently, I was a later walker, like maybe around 15 months or something like that. Um, but yeah, he went to daycare, and then you see kids half his age, you know, up walking around. Which is wild. And then and then I remember you got worried, and you asked the pediatrician, you know, is there an issue here? He's like, no, his legs are fine. He's got all the muscles. He's just, if he doesn't want to walk, he doesn't want to walk. Um, so, yeah, that's just one, one example. Yeah. And I remember, like, the pediatrician saying to you, well, if he's not walking by Halloween, call me. And it was, like, October 19th. Was it? Yeah. It was October 19th this winter. Yeah. And so it was just, like, right on the edge of, like, the pediatrician saying, yeah, well, I guess if he's not walking by the Halloween, call me. And so, like, and so, yeah, Drake just started walking on October 19th, which does not mean he was, like, taking off walking. Like, no. he was, like, baby steps, no. literally, right? And it's just, but it counted. Mm-hmm. It's just these little tiny steps. But, yeah, they all, and Drake, the when Drake walked at, like, 20 months, that's still within a normal range. What's the range? Go tell. Two uh, years, probably? Know. Yeah, probably close to that. Yeah, I guess. He wasn't out of range by technicality. So that's the other, like, thing, too, right? Like, there is no, like, they should be doing this by this date. There's, like, some protocol or, like, guidelines and stuff. But if, like, the biggest mistake you can make or, like, you you know, is, like, being, like, dead, thinking that those are, like, dead set, like, guidelines or something. And, like, Mm -hmm. that if by a certain date they're not doing this, that, like, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, leave that up to, like, you and your provider figuring out if really something is wrong or if it's just like yeah there's like such a range your baby could start walking like at six months wow technically yeah i can't imagine but yeah I know. crawling pulling themselves up like some kids are just like way more mobile and that like blows my mind i am like thankful that our kids selfishly i'm mm-hmm. thankful that our kids are like staying babies longer mm-hmm. than not um, I couldn't imagine like dealing with a kid who's like crawling at six months and some people do like that and there's no, right that kid is just that way yeah. it's not like mom and dad are training them to crawl yeah or not to crawl because Cortland not not crawler he's doing the same scooting thing that Drake did yeah he's 13 months now and he's not walking yet and yeah, we'll see I feel like there's probably three more three or four more months to go right <laughs> so right. pretty similar to Drake's trajectory so exactly. which is fine yeah and, and we, just, we don't think twice of it now because he's a second kid and we've already been through all this. And, right. So, But I was, like, still selfishly with Drake to, like, find that maybe he wasn't, like, taking off running or climbing yeah. stuff. Like, it's oh, just yeah. eats easier. Less to worry about, yeah. For sure, for sure. And, like, Cortland is more mobile than Drake. Like, he's still not walking yet, but um, you can just tell that he is like, I think he's like pulling himself up sooner than Drake mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So of course he's like probably going to walk sooner than Drake, but yeah, he does. Neither of our babies crawled. They do this like dog scooting thing. Like when dogs scoot across the floor, when they have to wipe their butt an upset mm-hmm. stomach or something, that's what our kids do. It's hilarious. I think I swear it's like the warehouse is set up because we have like hardwood floors. Like, if we were, like, all carpeted or something, that they would crawl. You think so? Yeah. Like, it's easier. I never thought about that. You never said that before. Maybe, yeah. You get more, you know, run for your money when you're scooting, sliding across these slick Hmm, wood floors. Those kids, those Caleb kids, they're smart, aren't they? Yes, they are. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, what, what else, Michael? You know, are you a good parent? Do you think you're a good parent? I do. I think I'm better now second time around for sure um which makes sense 
I knew what I was getting into. Um, I'm a little bit older now. Um, you, when, it, you, when you become a parent, you really do need to sacrifice and give up stuff in your life. Your life's aren't, your life isn't going to be the same. You should not be having the same social life. You need to, you know, a lot of your free time and energy needs to go into, you know, raising the kid. Um, and if that, you know, when the kid goes to sleep, you know, at night, well, then you should be, you know, responsible and try to get enough sleep as well. So when that kid is going to be waking up later, you can be on top of your game and waking that up. That's something I learned along the way with Drake. Um, and I know that now uh, with Cortland. Um, so it's just... You know, everyone's different. Um, everyone has their own, their own ways. I'm, you know, a, a fun Friday, Saturday night to me is hanging out with Drake. And we'll, you know, play cars or basketball or football. Um, and we'll definitely watch some sports too. But uh, that, that that's a fun weekend for me. You know, going out to the bar, socializing. Yeah, I'm, I'm well past that. Um, and that's good, you know, because... Like yeah, you probably want to outgrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> getting and blackout. If you're, and drunk. maybe you're in your mid twenties and you feel like you had some more of that to go. Well, you, you had a kid, so yeah, you can do that from time to time. But the kid takes precedence now. So there is nothing worse, and I've experienced this a handful of times, less than a handful, because you learn quickly. Uh, nothing worse than having to take care of a kid when you're hungover yeah, that, that, that's one of the main <laughs> main well that's a big reason why i do not drink at all anymore uh yeah i mean when i look back at that i'm like man that's <laughs> that's so it was so brutal and you're you're cheating your kid too when you're doing that because you're not you know you're not the parent that you could be if you weren't hungover you're, yeah you're just kind of half-assing it um i um, remember being hungover a couple of times with Derek, and when he was a little bit older two or three i'm like yeah this isn't a good feeling i'm feeling guilty like, yeah i'm not quite up to my dad of the year status right now um and that that may be played into you know me saying yeah, i'm not gonna drink anymore i don't know uh but yeah having a kid and being hungover they don't mix um i don't recommend it and you should do all you can to avoid that that is such good advice mm-hmm. michael right mm-hmm. <laughs> we are so <laughs> smart <laughs> if you don't know that already though then like yeah, maybe you aren't a good parent, but you know what I mean? You have to actually, like, do that, too, as well, mm-hmm. right? Like, that, that's the difference. Um, but, yeah, oh, man, that is the worst. I haven't been like that, yeah, in a long time. What else did I write down? Okay, uh, iPads and cell phones. We have not oh. come to that mm-hmm. crossroad yet with a cell phone. Like, our oldest kid is five years old. Uh, but, like, our world is digital, in every like aspect, like when will you give your kid a cell phone? Mm. I yeah, it's tough to think about that. He's obviously gonna get one, and it's gonna be much earlier than when we got ours. Yeah. Um, I got mine when I was sixteen, and yep. the argument to justify it, it wasn't just like, okay, here you go, you want one. It was, I'm sixteen, I'm gonna be driving, I need to have a cell phone, mom. You know. Mm-hmm. playing that card that like because i also had a car i needed a cell phone and that was like enough uh, and believe me i was asking for it when i was 14 and okay. the answer was no but when i was 16 then i was like old enough mature enough and i had the car to somehow like make it qualified and we're talking flip phones 
then we're talking. I'm talking Nokia. There was no flip. It was Nokia with like changing out the different like covers. The original Nokia phone. Yeah. Okay. I had a flip phone, but I had. That a was while. your first cell phone. Oh yeah. A first, flip. First couple. Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of wish cell phones were still innocent like that. I saw they still have flip phones. I saw one at the Verizon well, see, store that, when I was there. That's the perfect first cell phone. You just have your basic functions. Oh my god, that that's would be funny. Yeah. yeah, I know because when I say like, when are you going to get your kid a cell phone? What's like the appropriate age in two thousand twenty? <sighs> There's no camera. There's no internet on our phones. You know, now that I mean, that's the problem is the camera and the internet. I feel like right. Oh boy. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird to think about. And does your kid get an iPad? Before they get a cell phone? Probably. I see young kids with iPads all the time. The, what doesn't Drake, he has limits. He has, what is 20 minute he limit? Gets, yes. He gets to use my iPad for 20 minutes if yes. he asks for it. It's like a, um, you know, it's a privilege. Mm-hmm. And he does ask for it. Like, it's never like, okay, it's iPad yeah. time, Drake. Yeah, that's true. And I've never, we've never given it to him to like... You know, like, oh, we're at a restaurant. Be quiet. Here's the iPad. Never, just never even, we don't take them with us. Right? Like, I've never taken the iPad with us. No. No. So, yeah, I guess that'd be a smart way to, like, never. I see that a lot, though. And again, I'm not shaming people who do that, but yeah, I see that a lot. I've seen a whole family sitting at a table. I remember going to Buffalo Wild Wings, which, why? did we go there but we did and like the um three there was a family of five and all three kids were sitting there with pads you know of some sort of devices one of their formula fed as well i'm just you're joking michael i'm just wondering if you want to reshoot that part i told michael not to say he's joking well i just you know i want to be a kosher kind of guy kosher yeah what does that mean Mm, well loved by everyone i'm pretty sure that's the definition of kosher are you kidding no (laughs) good oh this kid i i tell you what so any anything else anything that comes to mind here michael i mean i just feel like the takeaway for all of this is you know are you a good parent um probably not no (laughs) so it's tough i hope good luck you know yeah, for sure. Good luck. It's tough, but here's the deal. It's just kind of like with anything in life, the amount of effort you put in, you know, it's kind of what you get out of it. So it takes a lot of energy, um, but yeah, you just gotta you gotta put it in, and it's it's rewarding. I don't know. I really enjoy being a dad. I never thought I would, um, and I still don't really like kids all that much. I like my kids and. Yeah, I have a niece who I don't see often. I like her as well. But when it comes to other people's kids, uh, something still not a huge kid guy. So um. I hear you. Yeah, I'm definitely biased towards my own children. Mm-hmm. Is that weird? One of them doesn't even look anything like me. That would be Cortland. He looks just like you. Yeah. And Drake looks just like me. But I have the dominant features. So who do you love more? Between Drake and Cortland? Yeah. Oh, man. I, it depends on the day. No, you know you're messing with me there. But for for a little while there, I wasn't. Oh well, for a little while there, yeah. I I love one more than the other. I'm just not gonna say. <laughs> okay. I do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I and I love them both more than you. 
But mm, everyone I, knows that. That's easy, yeah. All right, well, that's all I've got for today, Michael. I think that was productive, right? We basically told everyone that they're not good parents and um, figure it out. Yeah, just figure it out. <laughs> no, you will. And that's, that's... That's the takeaway, right? Well, yeah, you will figure it out. If you actually... The thing is, is like, if you are a good parent, you will figure it out. There you go. So... Don't worry about it. Don't worry about your kids. Um, they'll figure it out. That's probably mm. the worst advice. They'll survive. <laughs> it's fine. Get them a cell phone when they're six, maybe seven. Oh yeah, get them, get them those cell mm-hmm. phones and just have them stare at it the whole time. Yeah, I, I would. That's no. We still didn't figure that out though. We're going to figure it out, but Oof. it's like, yeah. Are we, gonna have, start... are we gonna have a third kid? You think? I don't know. Mm. I feel like I would die. Yeah, you probably would die. <laughs> like, I just, it's so exhausting. Yeah. It wreaks havoc on your body. Mm. Um, if I could do it for you, I would. I know you. I would, would. carry them. I'd have fun with it. I have a lot of fun with it. You would be fun to be pregnant. It I would know. be fun to watch you get pregnant. Mm. That's something to think about. But yeah, we will figure out when we would give our kid in theory a cell phone. But we have a few years, right? Drake's five, so we have like one, so, but it's like one more it, year. It's like whenever the first group, you know, of his friends gets the cell phone, then it's oh well, James has a cell phone, and then you just hear about it nonstop for five years. I feel like yeah, we'll wait till here's what we're gonna do. Whoever gets the first cell phones, like let's say that kid's like in second grade. I just feel like some kid will definitely have a cell phone by second grade. Mm. Let's call him, you said James? James. Okay. Ugh, James. That would be yeah. that, that kid. James the Giant Peach. Remember that one? Yes. That was a good one. Um, I could never say the author's name. Rolled Doll. It was tough. Rolled Doll. Rolled Doll. Something like that. And um, so then whatever that group is, then we'll attack on five years. Like, okay, in five years you can. So whenever Drake asks us first, like, because James has a cell phone, we'll be like, in five years you can. So... Let's well, just I like agree, that. Yeah, agree to good. that now. Yeah, because like <clears throat> he's five now. So if he James in kindergarten, mm, kindergarten James has it. Well, then he gets a cell phone when he's ten, which was still be, like, what is the point? But what, what will a cell phone be by then? It will still be your iPad, essentially. It's a, it's a good tracking device, mm-hmm. and I can see the you know value in that. Yeah, when yeah. you start leaving your kid at home, we have all these things that are just like you have to like. <laughs> think about like what is appropriate because like when we were kids it was different completely different world yeah yeah i don't trust anything but then you have like the cameras and stuff you got your nest and you know you can set up your home yeah to like watch your watch what's going on there so you have surveillance which that seems strange Hmm. yeah but then it's like that's safer than like you know my parents like left us at home in the summer yeah what if there's a camera watching what you guys did that'd be Oh, then we'd be in huge trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we knew there wasn't one. True. So, you know, like, our, presumably my kids would know, like, yeah, I'm watching you. Don't do anything stupid. Hmm, okay, that's good. <laughs> we would at least have fake cameras up. Oh, there you go. Yeah, like, I know. And right now, I will, for the rest of their lives, like, Santa is watching them, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Drake's big into Santa, watching them. So. Thank you, Santa. Amen. All right, well... Hope you guys learned something here today, as usual, and uh, we'll check back in with you. How often are we get supposed to do this, Michael? Like we're jammed out three now. Well, we have uh, you know more time at home. We're not allowed to leave the home basically, 
So, yeah, we've got time right now, so we've just been banging them out. Bang I them hope out. people are enjoying this. My mom said she was listening to this, which I didn't even comprehend that my parents ever, you know, listened to this. That's That was weird to me. Because, I, I, like, I'm swearing. I don't swear in front of my parents still. Uh, so then I, I got, do. like, nervous about I know you do. <laughs> so, hi, Mom. Um, but, yeah, we'll just keep banging them out. All right, we'll see. Well, you know, closing this, like we always do, three episodes in, is uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. And wash your filthy hands. Wash your hands.